Hi, I'm Asiel the Oracle, and this is Readings for the Collective. Hi, I'm Asiel the Oracle, and this is Readings for the Collective, episode 217. Thank you for tuning in. Let's bring awareness to the heart space and to the breath. Bringing all awareness to this now moment. Scan the body for any tension. Find the natural rhythm of your breathing. Be here now. I send you all love and I hope you're feeling good. It has been a while since the last episode. I just want to thank you all for your patience and all of your love and support. As I have always shared, I need to feel guided or inspired to bring myself to the space. And as it has been a little over a month, I didn't feel the pool. And I would pray about it and inquire. And all I kept getting was wait. Just wait. It's not time. Just wait. Never knowing what we're waiting for. But it seems patience was a part of the lesson. To wait for the guidance. Wait for the inspiration. Wait to be called. So to not just be performing under the motions, just going through the movements without any presence. So as I bring myself to the space, I'm not really sure what we will discuss, but I did feel guided to come to the space. And as I am hearing myself talk, I do feel inspired to ask God that I am if we can get a sort of peek into what's coming next. In relation to the seeds we have planted and have been nurturing this time. Meaning we are still not able to predict. But in regards to the intentions we have been holding and the work we have been doing. I would love to believe we can get a glimpse into what we may be able to expect. With that said, when it comes to expectation or prediction, in my opinion, I feel more okay with the idea of peeking into the collective experience. As me, as your brother, I'm not qualified to predict the unfolding of your individual experience. So we will use the Galactic Oracle and a Tarot deck just for fun and for the purpose of receiving clarity or confirmations. And before we begin, I just want to hold you in the space of the knowingness that everything is okay and it will be 
because you have done so much work, and we use the word work lightly, as it is not work, it is us just being. I'm not sure if the bumblebee thinks it's a worker, or if it's just doing what it does, just being how it bees. So more directly, or more honed in, the word might be intention, the intention we've been holding. So please use this episode for your own purposes in regards to taking the information that is in alignment with what you know to be true for you, as again it will be a collective glimpse into what we can expect. Deep breath. As we are setting the intention to receive a glimpse into the future, we will always simplify all things. So before we begin the reading, I do feel guided to remind us that the future is right now. As we have agreed, thoughts become things. So in regards to your individual glimpse into future, you might peek into your most dominant thoughts, feelings, and emotions as they are in germination about to manifest. In regards to the collective, we will see what comes up in regards to the glimpse as the collective reality is the culmination of the individualized experience, meaning we all participate in the collective reality from the point of our own reality. We are projecting our own experience out into the world. And as it gathers with like energy, we begin to observe it or perceive it in the world. So nothing is fixed. And whatever information we receive in regards to the glimpse, it can be altered if we make the adjustments within. So what are we saying? Don't get too hung up on what the glimpse is because it is just the indicator of the current vibrational state of mind we are in right now. And as we have set the intention to bring all awareness to the space, I would love to believe we are in the now. We are fully present. We will be utilizing the Galactic Oracle first I do feel guided to make this an eight card pool. We will pull four cards from the Galactic Oracle and then four cards from the Light Seers Tarot. I'm pulling the cards right now in real time just so we can experience it together. Deep breath. First card, Homesick. Sadness or loneliness. Second card jumped out of the deck. This is orbs, light and multidimensional. Third card jumped out of the deck. Ascension, realize, expand. Final card from the Galactic Oracle also jumped out. Androgyny, balance fluidity. 
we will offer an interpretation with the four oracle cards first, and we will refer to the tarot deck for clarification and confirmation. With the archetype of homesick, orb, ascension, androgyny, if we simplify this message or signature, meaning it's like an imprint when the cards are combined, the story changes. This feels like time to return to center. Time to realize what we are. Time to trust more in the invisible. When we're looking at the first card of homesick, this might be in reference to the immediate past. Meaning the idea we hear so much in the collective, where are we from? I'm not from here. Why do I feel so different? Why do I feel so isolated? Things like that. Next to the orbs and multidimensional, this would be the indicator that that homesick feeling, that loneliness, is only present because we are not trusting in what we can't see. And furthermore, when we are in the illusion of coming from a star or planet, meaning those are experiences, not where you came from. You came from God, from Source. And if you would align with the memory on a planet or star, that would be an experience you had after coming from Source. So the idea of God or Source, the I Am, Mother, Father, God being far away, that is incorrect. It's incorrect because as we are on Earth, we are utilizing the five senses that is recognizing locality because our eyes are enabled to see the invisible. But if we were able to perceive and not only see, we would know that God is with us, surrounding us, flowing to and through, supporting us in all directions. The idea of ascension with androgyny after orb might be the indicator that that sense of loneliness was the catalyst that would make us go in. Why? Because we were not finding what we were seeking in the out. So that sadness, depression, the anxiety, the confusion, it was working in your favor, in our favor. There's value there because we could not find any solution in the outpictured world. We are not referring to the practice or praxis of focusing your thoughts. We mean that don't work for everyone. And many brothers, sister beings who are here today are representatives of a refined density where the old wages don't work. And how do we know? Because many of us have tried in the idea of your belief creates your reality, just change your thoughts, focus somewhere else. Great, we can do that. Why is the gloom still there? Because we're being invited within. Anything that doesn't feel good in regards to a negative emotion is asking for your attention. Anything that feels good in regards to your physical being or even ethereal being meaning your emotional state or spiritual state, is asking for your attention. 
So although it might have been unbearable, unbearable for many brother sister beings to be incarnated on Earth, it was working in our favor because that unbearable pain was asking for our awareness in the space that God truly resides. Meaning, God's sitting with us in the pain. That negative emotion is the indicator. God speaking to us, saying, "Let's look at this differently." Let's reinterpret this experience. How is it serving you? Where's the value? But in the idea of just find another thought, focus another thought, you're shifting your awareness from the space that is calling on your awareness, that pain and suffering. So the pain and suffering on Earth we demonize. We look at it as if it's something to overcome. And as your brother, I love you so much. There's no other way to say it. This is the epitome of ego. You're looking in the wrong direction, so you're feeling awful. Change your thought. This that we we get the idea that we're broken or something's wrong with us when we're not able to shift our focus, or when we are shifting our focus, we are not seeing any shift in regards to what we feel. So why would the pain and unbearable suffering sometimes be constant, even if a brother, sister, or being is taking the action steps to dissolve that pain? Because there's something there asking for your attention. In the idea of ascension with androgyny, as the homesick is only there because we're unable to see the orb. Archetype the light and multi-dimensional reality, forcing us within to tend to that pain that's asking for our attention. We realize that in the recognition of the pain, instead of trying to overcome it, we are finding ourselves expanding. This is the essence of androgyny, as it is a negative and positive charge. The thought would be. A positive charge, and the heart space might be the negative, pulling in, asking for attention. And in regards to the measurement of thought, this would be the electrical aspect that zaps you, being proven to you by your heart space that. Pulls the experience of that electrified charge to you in your reality. So, in the idea of honoring our androgyny, this is, if we simplify, to honor non-duality, to stop recognizing the distinguishment between negative positive, to stop recognizing the distinguishment between the sun and the moon as they are both illuminaries. One of them illuminates the space we already know in the light, which is awareness, and the other aspect would illuminate the aspect of self we don't know, which is darkness, not negativity. It is negative in the aspect that we are unaware of the data it holds. You can't see in the dark. So when we are having that back and forth in regards to the dark and light. We are pinching ourselves away from that point of singularity, which is both. We accidentally tip the scale in one direction over another, 
because we are demonizing an aspect of ourself. And why do we do this? Because we have not come to realize what that aspect of self is trying to tell us. So instead of finding another thought that makes you feel better, let's sit with that negative emotion in the idea of having a conversation with your shadow self to communicate and be more inquiring instead of trying to overcome and just brush it away. There's the negative emotion that don't feel good. Let me choose a positive thought so I feel better. Great. In essence, meaning the idea, beautiful. But what are we really doing when we are disregarding the aspect of self asking for our attention? We are not allowing ourselves to be whole. So integration is the idea of allowing the negative positive information to become sort of a union and then it is a it produces the culmination of these of this union produces what we really are meaning that oneness the point of singularity the androgynous galactic citizen so before we move on to the tarot cards we will clarify and solidify this first part of the message you came from source directly from God that love was so big the love of God was so intense and totally encompassing that our two eyes when we got to earth were unable to perceive and recognize that love but God sent us guidance and breadcrumbs in the form of lights, multidimensional awareness. This can be feathers. It can be actual lights at the peripheral of your eyes. It can be 1111, 444. Whatever again is grabbing your awareness, whatever is asking for your attention. So although we were in the presence of God this whole time, we were in the confusion of being separated from God, which was the reason we were so lonely and sad sometimes. But that sadness and loneliness worked for us because we couldn't find the solution outside of us. And many of us have tried all the things that the gurus today and the metaphysical practitioners tell us is the end all. And it did not work for some of us. So that lets us know that we are at a leading edge of this experience and there might be a refined or we don't want to say new, but this is what it feels like, but it's not new. It's a recognition of what has always been, that God has always been here. So in that pain and suffering, it was the catalyst that would bring you to this moment to be able to be the receptacle for this message that would remind you, you have made it past the most difficult part of your journey and we have told you this before but you didn't believe us why because you kept focusing on the most difficult part of your journey so as we honor the ascension process we would remind us we are being ascended why because you're an androgynous being and naturally in your fluidity you are honoring the balance, which would be the initial step to recognize there is no opposing forces and then transmuting or transforming rather that balance into equilibrium. 
this is the symbiotic nature of what the humanoid is. The negative positive work together. The sun and the moon work together. Yin and yang work together. So the pain, suffering, confusion was the communication from God asking us to embrace those aspects of self we were trying to either brush under the rug, and we mean specifically without gathering the reinterpreted information. Meaning, if you have a negative feeling, thought, or emotion, don't try to just choose a positive thought without gaining a deeper understanding about what that negative feeling, thought, or emotion was. It was speaking to you. This is what we mean in regards to the idea of demonizing the negative experience. When you demonize it, you don't see the value there. So you disregard the idea that there might be some information or data that can support you in calibrating yourself to a more harmonious or quote-unquote positive experience. So the androgynous aspect of what we are was always designed to trust in the invisible the negative positive, what we naturally are, which is why it doesn't feel so good sometimes when we're trying to disregard the negative emotion as our receiver, me as your brother, would be the example of this many times. In the moments that we're sharing our vulnerability, you would often hear us say, don't try to help me, fix me, or save me. You just love me. Let me go through this. I don't need your advice. I'm not asking for help. You don't need to fix me. I'll be just fine. God has me. Just like God has you, I just need you to love me, just to hold me. Just hold me while I go through what I know I need to go through, instead of seeing it as something I shouldn't have to go through. Let me go through my darkness so that I can be more illuminated, as darkness is only unilluminated light, data, or information we have not come to know in our awareness. So we have always been designed to withstand in a durable nature this experience. But in the demonization of the negative emotion, it puts us in a sort of victimhood. And we're not victims. We, at a soul level, have agreed or aligned with this experience for the purpose of realizing what we are in the idea of ascension. And what are we? God. Only God is here. Collectively, we are God. Together, we are God. So, in regards to the collective, the first part of the reading is saying, You have pinched yourself as far away as you need to from God, from love, from the awareness that you are the all. You don't need to do that anymore, but you can. The guidance, the breadcrumbs, and the support will always be there. Because God never lets you go, meaning we're designed to dive into darkness and come back to illumination. With the ascension being face up, meaning this would be the indicator we are being ascended and there's really no need for worry or concern in regards to will we make it? Will we be successful? Yes. How do we know? Because you're an androgynous being that is resilient and designed to withstand whatever comes your way. You are the transmutator of all things and the transformer of all things. So what is this saying if we simplify? 
Transform your perception in regards to where you came from, knowing that you have never left that space you truly reside. You are having a different experience in that realm of existence to come to realize yourself in the space you have never left. What does this mean? Only I am here. Only God is here. Yes. Deep breath. We will draw four cards from the Light Seers to row next. Each card will correlate with a previous Oracle card. First card. Eight of Pentacles. Eight of Pentacles is very significant under homesick. I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm excited or eager to speak about that. The next tarot card. Seven of Pentacles under orbs, light and multidimensional. Also very significant. Third tarot card. Six of Cups under Ascension, Realize and Expand. We really can't make this up, and in regards to the archetypes of the Tarot, those of you who are familiar with the Tarot are already starting to get a glimpse of the beautiful blending that the cards are having, meaning the correlation between the Oracle card and the corresponding Tarot. Final Tarot card. This is the moon in reverse, under androgyny, fluidity and balance. It's almost too magical, <laughs> as the intention of this reading was a glimpse into the future. Well, the moon in reverse, if we simplify that, it is the dark side of the moon. The side of the moon we never see. So we're getting a peak, a peak into a realm of existence or a space, vibrational space rather, that we are not so used to yet. I'm very beautiful. Deep breath. The Eight of Pentacles under homesick. Well, look at the number eight first. Everyone visualize the number eight. The idea of as above, so below. Eight of Pentacles is in regards to the physical experience, what we call physical rather on earth. This is honoring phases and cycles. It would be the indicator we have reached the end of a cycle and we are at the beginning of a new. It is also very significant and beautiful that it would correspond with homesick because the number eight, as you can see, is the eternal established connection with what we call God, as we are that point of singularity. We can even look at it as the breath, that God is always with us, breathing in and out of us. But it is more so the idea that the established connection that we have with God is unbreakable. And even though we feel homesick, sad, or lonely in this experience sometimes, it is not an indicator of the truth. It's an indicator of the lie. 
because that negative emotion would let us know we are misinterpreting. Look here, something needs to be reinterpreted. So it's the reminder that the second, even if there's a time lapse less than a second, a millisecond, half of a millisecond, the moment that you bring your awareness back to God and choose to be that example of Christ, meaning to know what you are, the mediator between heaven and earth, to bring your awareness back to love, to compassion, brotherhood, and sisterhood, immediately you are connected because the connection was never severed. So what are we saying? It's not hard to reconnect because even the idea of reconnect is incorrect. So what does this mean in regards to the collective? The collective has come to a point in development where we are starting to realize our sinlessness. That God loves us all so much regardless to the circumstance situation. And this statement is rather uncomfortable for many of us because we don't understand that. We try to place our human judgment on brother, sister, beings in regards to our own perception and morality, what you think is right or wrong. And we're not agreeing with the atrocities in the world at all, but we are trusting them because we know there's a bigger presence that is overseeing this unfolding. So the Eight of Pentacles for the Collective is a reminder that yes, we have come to the end of a phase or a situation, not only the realization that God is always with us and will never leave us, also the knowingness of our sinlessness that we are all loved and this is just a phase, meaning we are experiencing essentially photons, but it's really light. We are experiencing prism. It's a prism of light. Some of it's darker, some of it's lighter, some of it glitter, some of it's dull, but it's all light. It's all data, not right or wrong. We are not saying go cause harm to yourself or another. We are saying trust God to support us in the delivery of justice because our justice is not like God's justice. So Eight of Pentacles under homesick. God has you, it always has. You are supported, you are sinless, you are perfect. There's nothing you need to change, fix, or alter about yourself except the idea and perception that you need to change some things about yourself. Embrace all aspects of you as the information will become this, again, culmination of what you really are, which is Christ, the mediator between heaven and earth, that which can hold the density of, we'll call it negative emotion, as well as holding the space for positive emotion in our androgyny. So Eight of Cups end of a cycle, beginning of a new, in regards to earth, this might also mean that there will continue to be big changes on the earth. God wants us to sit and observe, not to bite the fear-mongering. In the depiction, the sister is sitting in a chair, and there looks sort of like chaos in front of her. Not mess, but maybe um, scattered things, bowls, candles, plants, books right, deciding in regards to the physical realm, but she's holding a candle and she's looking at the flame. She's not paying attention to what needs to be done in the outpictured world. The bowls are on the floor, the plants on the floor, the books are on the floor, the candle. She's st sitting still. 
staring at that candle in her hand, a green candle, mind you, awareness to the horror, allowing the phases and cycles to unfold, and she's trusting that she's being supported as she's sitting comfortably in the chair with the mess all around her. So yes, your physical experience in regards to individual experience might look chaotic and messy. Focus in regards to um, love, meaning bring the awareness to the heart space. Look where love is, where it's not, and let God, the I am source, deal with the mess. And that might include you, meaning you might feel compelled or guided to go hold space or offer support or clean up the mess, for example. But we don't want you to take that steps unless you're guided and called. Don't take it upon yourself. Have more trust in the invisible, more trust in God. The next card under orbs is the Seven of Pentacles. Seven of Pentacles is the energy of nurturing a seed, whether it's an idea, a plan, a goal, a belief, an idea. And really, it's God giving us options in the idea of orbs with multidimensional. This is all light. So this is saying there's information wherever you look. All things are God. Furthermore, whatever you are looking at, you will begin to nurture it and it will become the manifested seed. It will grow. It will blossom. So this energy feels like there's always an opportunity to look in the direction of that which you want to nurture that which you do want to experience. But so often with the orb, we sometimes don't do this because we can't see evidence of it because we don't trust in the invisible enough. Trust in God, and we call it invisible because you can only see it inside. It's invisible. You can see it inside, but not outside yet. So Seven of Pentacles is that which the collective has been nurturing within at a collective level. This might play out in the individual's experience and then become the Maya, which is the collective base reality. The, this feels like uh, we planted the seeds, we've nurtured the seeds, the garden has grown. Prepare for the blossom, prepare for the blessings, reap the benefits is what this energy feels like especially next to the Eight of Pentacles. We're connected with God. All that is love is supporting us. So whatever we focus on, we will receive it. However, in the idea of the next card, which is the Six of Cups, this is to recognize the journey, meaning Earth is polar. It's negative, positive. And in the idea of first knowing that and accepting it, those are the beginning stages of honoring non-duality. Why? Because we're not splitting hair. We're not dividing what has always been one, which is negative positive. So the Six of Cups following, oh wow, I just realized that's 876. Eight of Pentacles, Seven of Pentacles, Six of Cups, and the Moon. 876 is a countdown. We are being prepared for something, and in this experience, meaning the 
journey to here, we have not been able to see what that was because we didn't trust in the unseeable yet. But with the moon in reverse, it is the indicator. We are now starting to lift the veil as a collective and look at reality for what it really is. And what is it really? Reality in regards to this earth experience is the collective projections, ideas, and beliefs of the individuals here. But that androgynous aspect above the moon was holding us in the space of what we really are and have been this whole time, which is what? Non-dual, negative and positive. Designed with the ability and capacity to dive into the darkness so we can come out with more light. As light is info. So the Six of Cups would be an archetype or message that says, First, stop to see how far you've come. Recognize the journey instead of the end goal. If we can recognize the journey, we will get to our end goal because we will be able to recognize all the times our needs have been met through the journey, regardless to how unbearable or painful it might have been sometimes. How do we know? Because we're here right now. We made it to this point. So Six of Cups for the collective is the reminder, even in the picture, it's a little boy with a puppy, a golden retriever, and down the path we'll call it, now he's a man with the puppy that's big. So it's about the journey and the idea of the dog. That's a forever companion. This might be the indicator we have never been alone. The Six of Cups is the recognition of our emotional body. Six would represent divine and perfect alignment and harmony. It's, it's not in reverse, it's upright, under ascension. So what would Six of Cups under ascension between Seven of Pentacles and the Moon in reverse signify? This would signify, in regards to the emotional body, that we are going to make the destination or quote-unquote end point regardless to what happens here. Meaning, have no fear, have no worries, we will make it. And what does make it mean? We will come to know ourselves as Christ, collectively. Is every individual going to know themselves as Christ? This is not necessary for every individual to know themselves as Christ. It's a ripple. And if we can get enough brother-sister beings to skip the rocks in the pond, eventually the ripple spreads out even wider and expands even wider. So we are those brother-sister beings at the pond skipping the rocks to gain the attention of the brother-sister beings who are not resting at the pond yet. Saying, hey, there's a party over here. Let's hang out over here. Let's be in brotherhood, sisterhood over here. So the Six of Cups is the indicator of the journey. And the emotional aspect of it is the moment that is, or rather, the invitation to take a moment and recognize how everything has worked in our favor this whole time. It made you grow. And now we know we were never alone. How do we know that? Because we're starting to embrace the idea of multidimensional reality which is what we would essentially call invisible you can't see it with the two eyes 
So everything we have been going through, especially under ascension, ascension is the process of rising above, yes, or a journey and expansion. Above Six of Cups, which is the journey downward. Ascension's arrow is pointing up. Six of Cups' journey is going down. This might be Merkaba, how we've come to Earth, which is also negative-positive as one. Merkaba is the negative-positive charge, acting as one unit. The final card, the moon in reverse. This really goes without saying, but more specifically, it is referring to the unknown becoming known. No coincidence, it would follow Six of Cup, as Cup represents the water, and Moon governs or influences all bodies of water. So what is this indicating for the collective? More and more, at an individual level first, we will start to tune in to our psychic abilities, we'll call it. It's a refinement of our vessel. And the catalyst for all of that has been the sometimes frustration of not knowing. The not knowing is what's soothing us in the direction of the knowing. Six of Cup is an inner knowing. With the moon, this is intuition, psychicness. The ability to perceive through the physical reality, to see past what is being shown at an intuitive level. What does this mean? This means when you're perceiving the atrocities of the world, you can't see the evidence that everything's okay. But if you bring your awareness to the heart space and you see it as the journey unfolding with the Six of Cup, you will see it as a moment in development, not the end. We sometimes forget we're in a process of unfolding. And we focus so much on the atrocities of earth in a rigid fashion that we put a pause or the break on the unfolding. So this would be the indicator of fluidity, no coincidence again. Androgyny says fluidity on the, the card with the moon. There's the water to be more fluid, to recognize and honor the ebb and flow. So for the collective, this would be the indicator that Many brother-sister beings on earth today have been holding an intention for a long time and maybe you haven't seen the give back of that. No evidence of the work you have been doing. That's the end of that phase. We are now going to recognize our gifts come from God first in the invisible realm through a feeling, thought, emotion. Even your negative emotion was a gift this whole time, as it has been an indicator you have a clear communication tool to utilize with God. That's been God talking to us. To say, look over here, reinterpret. How is this serving you? Where's the lesson? Where's the blessing? So the moon in reverse revealing the dark side. Very beautiful. On the card, it is a picture of a black and a white wolf. They are on either end of the moon, both howling at the moon. In the water is a goddess or a being. She almost looks like a mermaid, but I don't see any fin. But it's a woman in the water. She has her hand out as a sort of... It almost looks like Reiki. As there are sparkles or glimpses of light 
looking like it's either coming from the moon into her hand or from her hand into the moon. And as it is in reverse, I can see the picture more clearly. She looks like a dolphin. So if we put all those archetypes together, this would be the idea that the moon is a communication system, but it communicates with us at an emotional level. If we are playful, like the dolphin, and I'm just realizing the dolphin's under androgyny, a dolphin is androgynous. It is the only mammal that can simultaneously go back and forth from left and right hemisphere. That's what androgyny is, the equilibrium between left and right hemisphere. So I first want to thank Source, God, the I Am, for such a direct and clear reading. Although I do feel a little rusty and as if I could have delivered the message a little bit more clearly and with less words. I've talked way too much on this episode. <laughs> so the final card, the moon in reverse. If we simplify this, playfulness will give us the opportunity to see things from a different perspective. Because in the playfulness, we are not taking too seriously the experience on earth that can sometimes be rigid and hurtful. Understanding it's just part of the experience, not to get too wrapped up in it, to wash it away, to rinse it away with that water energy. In, I, in regards to the idea of the countdown, 876, leading up to the moon, this is saying be patient. There are still events that need to occur in order for it to be a catalyst to soothe or guide people in the direction of their inner realm, their own emotional body. So we're going to simplify that even more. The whole reason negative things happen on earth is because God wants us to pay attention to how we feel. So we can finally come to the realization our feeling is that communication from God as the moon and this being are communicating with each other. How are they communicating? Through the water. What are we made of mostly? Water. So if we can be in a playful energy, a very beautiful message to end on, in regards to the collective, I don't know why I was expecting a doom and gloom reading. <laughs> Maybe because my eyes are deceiving me and I'm looking at the atrocities. But this message feels like celebration. It's a countdown to realizing what we really are. And everything is participating in the unfolding of that realization. So this is saying have more fun. Don't take things so serious. Be creative. That will neutralize the confusion around our negative emotion. So when we're feeling good, your negative emotion is still there. But you're feeling good so you don't feel it. You're dealing with it in whatever way you are currently feeling good. What does this mean? Let's say you feel bad about you and a loved one got in an argument and it's just really taking a toll on you. If you can find yourself listening to music, watching funny movies and really just getting in the essence of everything's okay, don't take it too serious. This is not bypassing that negative emotion, it's reinterpreting it looking at it from a different perspective. But how can you look at the negative emotion from a different perspective if you are currently in the activity of the negative emotion? You really can't. You can't see things any differently if you're in the space of it. So this would say, 
Don't spend so much time in the demonization of your negative emotion. Recognize it. Ask what it's saying. Ask what it's um, meaning. This is an individual process. This is a very general example. But ask how it's serving you. What is it doing? What's the reason? And then do whatever it takes to soothe yourself in the essence of feeling just a little better so that you can get the refined explanation of what that negative emotion was. So this is saying, look at things from a different perspective. Even the moon in reverse, that's a different perspective. Look at things from the perspective that you are supported at an emotional level and whatever information you need will be brought to you from within you at the appropriate time. So this is saying in regards to the collective to end the reading. Everything is unfolding exactly as it should. There is nothing required of us except to reinterpret the unfolding. When we find ourselves in the distortion or illusion that there's death or famine and the war, all those things are really happening, but our perception of them are incorrect because we are not qualified to see the end result but God is so when we're looking at those things and that negative emotion arises that's God saying look this way that's not forever that's just temporary that's the unfolding that's not the whole picture you're looking at that moment in development and you're guessing or assuming it's the whole picture so this is saying there's a lot more to the story than we're able to recognize with our two eyes and if we can get in the practice of anchoring ourselves in the heart more, God will communicate with us in that space and bring clarity to any aspect of our life that has been in confusion. So this is saying have fun and celebrate. <laughs> that the world is supposed to look chaotic and a mess. Everything's supposed to look destructive and just look at the world. It's supposed to look like that. This is the gardener um, bashing the dirt. I don't know, irrigating the dirt. It looks messy. You don't see the roses yet. It just looks like a whole bunch of dirt. But underneath, in the realm that we can't see, behind the scenes, there's an unfolding, a germination. Something's growing. And I do feel guided to end right there because anything further would be a prediction. Let us end by saying, expect a shift in your own experience because your perception of self and the world has changed. Not from anything we've done. We are just holding you in the space you have always been, supporting you in the realization of where we all are, sitting next to God, perfect and untouched. Wherever we are, we are sitting next to God, perfect and untouched. Yes.